What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Happy Hour. I am your host, Gretchen, and it's just me today. I am so beyond happy to be recording this episode right now. You guys know ever since I went down to every other week posting an episode, it just feels like such a treat to be able to record with you guys and chit chat and catch up. I literally miss you guys so bad. I feel like whenever... I mean, even if it's just me on my own and I'm recording every other week, I just miss you because I feel like it's been a while. But also, I've been having a couple guests, and because of that, I think I just feel like I'm chatting with them and not you guys. I don't know, and I just feel like disconnected from you guys, and I miss you guys, and I want to catch up and chit-chat, and I am just so excited for this episode in specific because this is just a sort of like general advice episode, but really just giving you guys advice on things that you want advice on, things that you guys DM me about. I went through so many DMs and I honestly love the ones where you guys sent like paragraphs and you're telling me your certain situation and the advice you want like in your specific situation because I feel like I can really put myself in your shoes and sort of advise you in that way. Anyway, I'm just like all amped up right now because I just did all the notes for this podcast and wrote out all the questions and I'm just so excited. Like, Recording this podcast is just so fun. Honestly, to you guys, I normally record during the day, but this is late night edition. Ooh. (laughs) It is literally 9.45 right now. This is so crazy that I'm recording this late. Normally, I wouldn't, but I was just really in the mood and Max had an away game, so I've been alone all day and I, yeah, he's not back yet. He'll be back so late since it was kind of far um and I have my truly next to me (laughs) this is like a true happy hour normally um yeah like every time I'm not drinking because it's during the day and happy hour is really just like an hour of like happy chit chat conversation but like once in a blue moon it'll be like a real happy hour the drink I'm trying to think if I've ever drank I think, oh my gosh, you guys remember when I recorded the one with my mom, we tried to and I ruined my computer with my glass of red wine that I spilled everywhere when we were trying to record and I literally had to go drop like $3,000 on a new MacBook the next day so we could record. So I think I outlawed drinking for recording that episode because it was crazy. I digress. Um, Actually, when I recorded with Maggie for our episode with her, um, 
we drank wine during that. Wow. That must have been before I recorded with my mom. I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was after and I was just like, okay, we have to be really, really freaking careful of the wine because now I'm so scared about that. Um, but I feel safe with my Truly over here. It's just like a little hole in the top. There's only like a quarter left. We're just... Did you hear that? <laughs> Sipping on it. It's a good time. Oh, it's just like chill vibes this evening. You never know if you're going to get like actually good advice out of me so you'll see or if it'll just be me in one of my moods where it's like me and my friends being like literally girls rule the world screw him get with his friend <laughs> this is like the raw me yeah over here no max thinks like me and my friends are crazy we give like absolutely the worst advice um but we're just like living our best life over here. No, I'm going to try to give you guys the best advice I can. Some of this is like obviously more funny or like lighthearted. Some is obviously more serious. But before I blab way too long literally about nothing, let's like stick to the script here. <laughs> no, you guys, I never, I never stick to the script. I just write little notes so that I don't digress way too far. Oh my gosh, could you guys imagine oh, one time I should just have an episode where it's like a no notes episode and I just, I can just take you guys into an hour of my brain thinking because it just jumps from one thing to another. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> this is already like going off the rails over here, but was it yesterday or the day before? Max was like, Gretchen, this is how you tell me a story. <laughs> And it was like, okay, so today I have to tell you this craziest thing happened. Oh, but by the way, Brody was there. Um, and he, oh my gosh, Max, like he literally looked so soft and fuzzy today. Like he looked so white. You know what else is white? This new white sweater I got. I meant to show you. I got it in Revolve. I got all these things. Oh, also I got my favorite jeans, the Goldie jeans, you know, I love, but it's good because these ones are long enough and the ones before I got were too short. The ones that are too short, I think I'm going to give it to Lucy. Oh, but anyway, like that's literally... <laughs> that's literally how my stories go and he was like um telling me that and I'm like I need to make a TikTok of this because this is really funny and that's what it's like dating someone with ADHD so I should just make a podcast where it's me chatting off the top of my head for an hour because I'm sure we would cover like everything under the sun but reeling it back in <laughs> I miss you guys and I want to catch up so before we get into all the advice on things you guys asked me to talk about um, I wanted to catch up and basically fill you in on what's happened in the last two weeks. I'm trying to think even before that, for like literally for the past month, I don't even know. I just kind of looked at the last two weeks, but because you guys know I had my episode with Danielle, my episode with Anna, and so it was mostly just about them because I wanted you guys to just hear all about them and their knowledge for those hours, but yeah, you guys saw Max's sister Chase was here for around a week and it was so good having her here. She left three days ago now and yeah I'm just so happy that she came because it was so 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 much fun to celebrate Max's birthday I cannot believe he's 26 like it's so crazy I just feel like I'm gonna forever feel like I'm 18 on the inside but the years will keep ticking away on the outside and like I will age but on the inside I won't feel like I'm aging does anyone else relate um, but yeah, it was just really fun having her here. And what I mean by that is like when Max will be gone at the rink all day during the day or have a away game or something, I just get kind of lonely sometimes. Honestly, I'm really used to it and I've liked feeling more independent. And honestly, Brody is like my little sidekick and we just have so much fun, the two of us. Like I'm just so obsessed with him. But it was so nice just like during the day having someone here, even if like she would be in this room, our second guest bedroom office area where I'm recording right now. 
and I would be, you know, in our bedroom recording a video or editing or working, doing whatever. It was just so nice, like, knowing someone was here and we would go have a Starbucks run in the morning with Brody and, yeah, I just really liked having her around and that was really fun. I wish all all of our family lived, like, five minutes away because that's what I would choose it to be in an ideal world. I just love being around family and I think that's what this past year has taught me so, so much. Oh, also, Lucy flew home today, literally today as I'm recording, which is so exciting. Um, you guys know she was in Ireland for the past three months with her boyfriend. She left right after Thanksgiving, did the whole quarantine, the whole thing, and obviously she said to be so careful. You guys know, I'm sure if any of you know, I actually, I don't know if you guys know this, have not traveled, like have not gotten on a plane um, since all this started last March. The last trip you guys know I took right before it all started was the Bahamas, um, but no one was wearing face masks, like quarantine, like none of that had started yet. And then right as I got home, it was like, okay, quarantine, this coronavirus thing. And then I think face masks even started later, at least where we were in Massachusetts, like end of March, beginning of April, whenever that was. But what I'm trying to say is I haven't been on a plane um in the past like year that this has all happened so I don't know what it's like but if you guys have maybe you would and so Lucy was like filling me in on it and she had to get a negative COVID test within like the two days before the flight or whatever she might have even gotten tested when she got there too I don't know if she got tested when she flew like in JFK when she flew in um but she's quarantining at home in Albany and when my mom drove her home I think they both wore face masks just to be like careful and everything but yeah so she's home I'm so happy she's home and I'm so dang excited to see her because she'll be done quarantining will be all good for me to see her on our 24th birthday next month which sounds just really really bizarre to me because like I said I feel 18 on the inside like that makes me feel so weird knowing that I'm gonna be 24 um but Lucy and I have not that literally just didn't feel real me saying it out loud like I feel like 18 but um Lucy and I actually have not been together for our birthday since we turned 18 that's so weird because in my head it's been the past four years but that's six years so that's actually crazy and that's so sad like we're twin sisters and we haven't been together for our birthday like this special day that we share together in literally six years so I cannot wait to be with her I miss her so much and yeah what else what else oh you guys know my friend Sasha I feel like everyone's like freaks out if I ever say anything about him they're like Sasha we miss him because obviously in college like he was in my videos more and stuff and it's not like we're not friends anymore it's just obviously he lives in New York and we're both so busy and it's not even like we've grown apart or I guess we've like lost touch at points but we always catch up we're still really good buds so inside scoop the tea is we have been chatting and working on well you guys will see like the whole thing but I what I'm trying to say is I think we will have a podcast episode together which would be so fun I know you guys would love that we could like go through memory lane old times and he's just a character in itself so he's really entertaining and that would be fun to just have him on a podcast I don't think anyone is more chatty in this world than me other than him did that make any sense like he's even more chatty than me is what I'm saying so that all that episode will probably be four hours um I'm warning you but (laughs) it'd be really fun if you guys have no idea who I'm talking about he is just one of my first friends that I made in college so yeah um what else Brody has been loving daycare I'm reading off my notes now. I'm, like, trying to, like, keep it together. Um, No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay, Brody has been loving daycare is what I'm trying to say. And 
he I think I, I showed it in a vlog I know he had his little like consultation his evaluation he passed so we got into daycare and he actually didn't go for like two weeks after that because Chase was here and we just wanted to like hang out with him every day but this week I was like I have a lot of work stuff to do I want him to be social this will be good for him and he has gone two days this week and he gets so dang tired you guys it's so funny because he is a golden retriever puppy and has so much energy but something about daycare just like literally makes him so tired I mean I know what it is he's running around with dogs for like five six hours and so when he comes home it's as if he ran a marathon and he is like exhausted passed out like literally on our bed right now like just will sleep for hours and hours like is so tired but he's been loving it and I spy on him on the cameras and he just runs around with the other dogs and has so much fun so I'm so happy that we're able to do that for him because I know how important it is for them to socialize be social everything like that which reminds me, you guys, this evening update. Because I know you guys always worry about me and my social life here, which it was very bleak in the beginning, let me tell you. From September through um, January, yep, <laughs> like didn't really have friends. Like, you know, a couple. You know, you guys know Tori isn't that far from me. And I have my friends from college that live like 45 minutes, an hour away. But I only ever saw them like once in a blue moon because obviously we're just trying to be safe. It would be like a quick lunch, whatever. What I'm trying to say is since Max's hockey season has started up and all his teammates have come with their girlfriends, wives, actually this year they're all wives that are here, which is funny um, because last year it was like a lot of girlfriends, but since it's such a like short season this year, I just think like the wives and families and like children really came. Um, actually, some families, like big families with like a lot of kids I know, on his team, like, the ones that have, like, four kids, they just, like, stayed back home, especially if they're in, like, elementary school with a mom because it's such a short season and they've already, like, started their school. Anyway, do you guys care? So, um, basically, my social life is looking a lot better because I actually have two wives that live in our little like apartment complex so they literally are neighbors and I run into them they both have dogs I run into them with Brody all the time and the dogs can play and tonight one of them came over with their dog Walter and he is a little mini golden doodle you guys I was gonna say you might have seen it in my story it's funny because I like just posted it but by the time you're listening to this it's like two days later and yeah, we got to watch Max's game together. Our dogs got to play. And I just can't tell you, I mean, I'm sure all of you agree with me on this, how good like social interaction feels now that it's so much less than it used to be. Like you just do not take it for granted anymore. And just like chit chatting with someone, like being in someone's company, like, like I was saying when Chase was here, it's just so nice to like be around another female and hang out and eat cookies and play with our dogs yeah it's just been really nice so I'm so happy they're here and you guys know we can or I don't know if you know so I'll tell you we can go to their home game so it's so nice to be with a couple of the wives there's only a couple like I said this year um and we all feel really safe by the way if you you probably didn't know this but actually Max and all his teammates get tested every single day for coronavirus so typical me like every day I'll wake up I'll be like Max my throat kind of hurts like I probably have corona oh my gosh and he's like no you don't because I get tested every single day and yeah whenever I remind myself that I'm like wait I feel a lot more safe now that I don't have it and I've never had it and probably won't get it because we literally stay in our little bubble here and don't really see anyone and he gets tested every day so basically we would know if I would have it because he was test positive so yeah that's been making me feel safe and it's just been really nice 
having the girls here and yeah so what I'm happy about this week you guys know I always say something I'm happy about this week and a little happy quote or happy idea so what I'm happy about this week can I this is very recent of like in the past like two hours ago this happened um but we watch Max's game tonight and they played oh my gosh what is the team called Binghamton Devils but it's all weird this year because um it's the you guys know the New Jersey Devils it's their American League team um but they're actually not in Binghamton I think they're also in New Jersey something with COVID so anyway New Jersey that's where the game was and I'm really, really happy because Max scored two goals in this game. He scored the game-winning goal in overtime, and yeah, that was just really fun to watch it, and I'm just so happy for him, so excited for him. He'll be home in a couple hours, and I'm really excited to give him a hug and give him a hug and a kiss and run around with Brody and say, woo! So yeah, that's really exciting, and... Um, I know that's not like me, like obviously it's Max, but this is just reminding me about a video I filmed recently and I was talking about what it feels like to be in love and like his successes feel like my successes in a way. I don't know if that's like the right way I'm trying to say it. Basically like him being so happy and so fulfilled, like something like that, that obviously is like such a big deal to him makes me so dang happy because I'm just so proud of him and I've just seen you know, like his journey to get to this point and how hard he's worked. So anyway, I could go on and on about that. I just feel very supportive about his hockey career and I'm so proud of him. And that's just really dang exciting to have two goals. So yeah, that's what I'm really happy about. And I'm also so happy, like I said, that I have a couple wives here to keep me company. And obviously it's just so nice to have someone like in your situation to relate to you. Like I feel like certain things I just didn't even realize Um, I don't know, like it's just nice for them to be in a similar situation when it comes to like living arrangements and being somewhere during the hockey season and somewhere not during the hockey season and I'm just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about this and you know, like renting places out and like, I don't know, it's just like nice to have someone to understand your situation and give you tips and advice and they like tell me things that I didn't even know about um, or things, so yeah, it's just really nice to have them around and my happy quote or idea for this week is I think I, I'm trying to think like where I heard this recently or or felt this way, but I think I get so caught up and everything seeming so serious. I don't know if you guys are like this. I think I'm not like a funny person in myself. Like I don't think I'm really funny. I like to be laughing though like I like to be entertained or be around funny people or like laugh on TikTok whatever things like that what I'm trying to say is I just feel so serious about everything in life like I'm like oh I I have to work out and I have to work really hard and do this and like everything just seems so serious and regimented and like adult and I just think some people have the best way about living their life with ease and I think if you take a step back and can like laugh about it a little bit and be like it's not that serious it's all gonna work out you know it's not the end of the world if whatever it may be in your situation I just think I I just will recognize that sometimes about other people their vibe how it's not that serious it's not that big a deal just so relaxed I can just think of like certain people and certain things I've come across in my life one thing I don't know why this is like so random you guys I'm thinking about this um but actually 
And so it was what, like a year and a half ago to before COVID, we went to Max's cousin's wedding and his cousin, the bride, I remember just being so laid back and chill. And it's like, if anything went wrong, it was like, oh, no big deal. Like just, I mean, who cares? And I just think about like, oh my gosh, if I was a bride at this wedding, I would be so high strung and so worried. And she's like, oh, this is running late. Like no biggie. Like, oh, this person's like, she was just so carefree. And I'm like, wow, that is like really inspiring. I aspire to be that level of carefree in life. So if you are high strung and can be uptight and just be so serious about things, if you can just sort of like roll your shoulders back and take a deep breath and be like, wait a minute, it's not that serious. I need to just laugh about it, give myself some grace, relax. You know what that's reminding me, you guys, is interrupting super quick to tell you guys about Equinox Plus and the Soul Cycle at home bike. Pinch me, this is like the most exciting ad I've ever done ever. <laughs> if you are like me, you've definitely been missing your workout routine, maybe your favorite fitness classes and instructors for the past year. For me, it's Soul Cycle, shocker. <laughs> That's what my heart has been missing so bad, you guys. You know, I've been taking Soul Cycle classes regularly for the past five years now, and there is just something magical about that room with the energy of like everyone in the class with the instructor, the best music that just makes it the best workout, but more. More than that, just so much fun. I could go on and on, but I'm sure y'all already know I'm their number one fan. And there are other at-home alternatives, but they are just not the same. So really, last spring, I was looking for an experience that makes me feel like I'm back in the studio, moving with my favorite instructors to the best playlist, and that's what led me to the SoulCycle at-home bike, which literally converts your home into a SoulCycle studio. The 21-inch touchscreen has a revolutionary sound system that was actually specifically engineered for this bike in SoulCycle's iconic playlist with unlimited access to live and on-demand soul cycle classes you can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio on your schedule as i'm recording this i actually just took a 45 minute class with one of my favorite instructors ross and your monthly membership also will give you unlimited access to the equinox plus app where you can stream classes from other amazing brands like equinox rumble tb12 and pure yoga and i know you can get your soul cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks and they have financing options available to make attaining your goals achievable. I know you guys are going to be as obsessed as I am with your SoulCycle at-home bike. If you've been considering it, it's just so special to be able to take SoulCycle classes right now with everything going on in the world safely at home and on your own schedule. Get your SoulCycle at-home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com slash happy hour and use promo code happy hour to get a free pair of at-home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com slash happy hour promo code happy hour to get a free pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your soul cycle at home bike mysoulcycle.com slash happy hour promo code happy hour it's just all caps one word ah, you guys this is literally the most exciting podcast ad read i've ever had because you guys know how obsessed i am with soul cycle and how obsessed i've been with them for so long seriously my soul cycle at home bike is the best part of my day whenever i get to ride it and without further ado let's get back into the episode i was chatting with my friend andrea you guys know I actually had an episode with her, longtime family friend Andrea, and I wanted to give you guys some reminders. I'm so happy I'm remembering to do this when we were messaging um, because I think it could just help you feel better right now. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you what we messaged about. Um, if you guys didn't catch our episode together, it was about being an effective ally, and that was actually at the end of September if you guys missed that. So she said, I think self-care during the pandemic is so key and people are reminding themselves that it's okay to redefine what A plus work means 
A plus work means during a global crisis with so many stress-related factors. She also wrote that she's a big fan of the expression because nice matters and in moments where you have a choice on how to respond to a conflict, having the wherewithal to pause for a second and choose positivity. I love that she wrote this and I think first off what she said, her first point, like give yourself grace. It's okay to, because I feel like everyone can relate to this. I was so hard on myself in the beginning and it's like you have so much more stress factors in your life that you don't normally have. So recognize how hard you're working just showing up every day and it's okay to cut yourself some slack in whatever areas you may be worrying about and also I just love that she wrote because nice matters in moments where you have a choice of how to respond choose positivity so this actually reminds me of like the dumbest situation the other day but this just makes me think of this this is what I'm applying this to like dumb but obviously can apply to so many things long story short I was so excited for my Chipotle bowl (laughs) and I mobile ordered got it home I was like whoa I'm so excited it was all wrong you guys like did not even have the corn which is the best part or the sour cream or the guac like there was so much missing no cheese like I was so upset And I let it make me, like, so upset. Like, I literally could have tears in my eyes. I know this sounds so dramatic, but I was legitimately this excited for my Chipotle bowl. So I was like, Gretchen, relax. And I just went back out. I went to one that was closer. And I just mobile it again. Got it. It was good. We're all good. Um, And I actually, (laughs) if you guys care, I, like, messaged Chipotle and was like, yeah, my first order was bad. If you could see, I went out and, like, got a new one. Like, no worries. Whatever. And they gave me, like, a free burrito thing in the app. (laughs) So that's fun. That's yeah, they messaged me back today. Anyway, not the point of the story. Point is, I was like so rattled in that moment and so upset because I was just so excited for this. I know this sounds like really dramatic, but I don't know if you guys get really excited for a certain like it's like when you get so excited for like your leftovers you have in your fridge and then your sibling or like someone in your family ate them and you literally could cry. You're like, I was so excited to have my like cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory that I left in the fridge for myself. Anyway, so I was so excited. Um, I was so upset in the moment. I was so hungry and had to like go get my new one end up being fine But I was so upset in the moment like I was so angry and then when I got the new one It was like a big issue and I was like wait all this time Um, but I literally was driving home and it was such a nice day out And I was like Gretchen Why are you letting yourself get so angry over the stupidest little chipotle bowl? And I was with max and I was like max in this moment, I'm just letting it go and I'm moving on with the rest of my day and I'm going to have a great day and my Chipotle bowl is going to be great and it was just like a little bump in the road, but I'm not going to let it ruin my day and I'm going to choose to respond with positivity. It took me a moment to get there because I was upset for a little bit, but I think if you can like take a deep breath and do what she's saying, that can be really helpful. So I hope that like helped you guys in some way, but let's get into the advice because I can't believe we're like 23 minutes in here. <laughs> So this actually came from one of my friends about imposter syndrome. Like, have I ever experienced it? Like advice if you experience it. So I pulled up the definition so I could tell you guys if you didn't know. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. Wow. Well, right as I read that, I think at first I was like, no, I don't think so. But then right as I read that, I'm like, wait, I definitely have experienced this. I think the name kind of confused me, feeling like a fraud. I'm like, no, I don't feel like a fraud. Like, I just feel like me. But 
difficult to accept their accomplishments um deserving of their accolades yeah like not to be cocky over here because it's like hi I'm like high achieving over here no but I do feel like it is hard for me to accept my accomplishments I relate on that part and I think a lot of people relate to this especially maybe young people because you're like oh I'm just young over here like I haven't worked as hard as other people or whatever like you sort of like downplay things I think people teach you to be that way or you like learn that growing up to be humble and you know like downplay your accomplishments um but then you start to sort of feel like maybe I'm not deserving of this or maybe I didn't really work that hard for it so I totally I totally relate to this and I think a lot of people feel this way and it's such a shame I think I have gotten better with this as I've gotten older and just hearing like like what am I even talking about what interviews have I been in like none but I just feel like I hear (laughs) from my friends that are interviewing and you know like the question of okay tell me like your biggest accomplishments like don't downplay it like literally sell yourself here and I just think about like why aren't we selling ourselves and being proud of our accomplishments so I think I do feel this in a way but I also try to remind myself how hard I have worked um and where I've gotten and yeah so this is definitely something that's hard to get stuck in though I think the best thing that you could do if you are feeling this way is literally like looking back and looking at how far you've come and knowing that you got there because of you and not really anything else because like you worked hard to get there you know okay then there was a couple on mental health basically like how I take care of my mental health tips I guess I should forewarn you that obviously this is like such a sensitive subject and I don't want to offend anyone I personally haven't dealt with things like depression but I have very close friends and family members um so just know that if you deal with mental health issues of your own my heart goes out to you I always say I could not even imagine what that's like you know certain things close people to me saying like I literally feels like I can't even get out of bed in the morning like I just so I just never know what that feels like and it breaks my heart that that is the reality for some people um so just know obviously my background with that I think I well I would say mentally obviously one of the hardest points of my life was losing my dad almost two years ago which sounds crazy to say um so mentally that's not easy at all and grieving is very traumatic and hard But how I take care of my mental health is just being really cognizant of it. And I also feel like I just think back to me growing up, you guys, and I just maybe because I was younger and I didn't realize, but I also feel like in the past couple years, there's been way more of an emphasis on mental health and people sort of speaking out about it and it being, you know, like more almost acceptable in society because I feel like for the longest time it was like to some people it's so hush hush or I just think about like my grandparents generation and it's like you don't even talk about it you know which is so unfortunate because everyone talking about it and being outspoken about it like helps so many people so anyway when I am feeling really anxious or really down really upset missing my dad um I'm just trying to think like me in specific because that's all I can really speak to I try to not let myself feel worse if that makes sense and not like spiral into like a horrible feeling thought moment um I sort of feel like it's self-sabotage when I do that to myself I've just started like realizing this I mean in the past year where I would just let myself feel so and sometimes you guys I mean 
really, I will let myself feel it all. Like a lot of times you, I mean, for me in specific, if I just cry it all out, let it all out, I feel so much better. But I feel there's a difference between that and sometimes I will just let my mind go horrible places and it's like, okay, can I be disciplined enough to not let myself wander in these thoughts over here because it may, I know it makes me feel worse. It makes me feel more anxious and it feels like I'm sabotaging myself. I don't know if that made any sense. Um, and I think I saw this recently, this influencer I, I follow, and she was saying on days where she's really tired or she's not feeling good, it's like her body is resisting the things that she knows is good for her. And I was like, wait, I so relate to that. I think there's a balance between giving yourself grace if I am really not feeling good and I just want to cuddle on the couch with Brody instead of my workout and whatever else I was going to do that morning. I let myself do that. But I think sometimes when you are going to wallow and it's going to make you feel worse, if you can push yourself to stick to your routine of things that you know make you feel good, it can really help. Um, So I think it's that balance between giving yourself grace and rest, but also pushing yourself to be the best version of you and taking note I think the best thing best advice I can give you is taking note on when you're feeling the best what you're doing what you're wearing um this reminds me if you guys remember Tori when I had my episode with her Tori Day Simone um she said something similar if you take note of like when you feel your best what you're wearing who you're around what you're doing like do that like repeat you know keep doing it because it's working and I think if for me I know if I go cuddle and like talk to Brody and pet him I'm gonna feel so much better so I want to do more of that and I don't want to sit here and let my thoughts go wild and think of all the horrible things that could happen in my relationship or what if something do you know what I mean it's like don't let yourself go there because you're gonna drive yourself crazy and yeah, it's not worth it. So I don't know if that helped at all. Um, but that's just like me and specific advice on that. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about e.l.f. I don't know about you, but when it comes to skincare and beauty, I'm always looking for little ways to treat myself, especially when I know I'm getting a quality product made with ingredients that are good for your skin. That's why I love e.l.f. Cosmetics. I've actually been obsessed with their powder brush, you guys, for seriously 10 years now. Oh my gosh, I'm remembering back to the ninth grade. This flat top brush has been with me through all my makeup phases. It's just so good. Could not recommend the powder brush enough. Oh, and it's only $5. And we cannot forget their eyelash color that I've legitimately also had for 10 years. And that was only $3. I'm sure so many of you listening already have these too. But if you don't have their powder brush or eyelash color already, girl, you need them. And e.l.f. Cosmetics is all about bringing the best of beauty to every eye, lip, and face. Did you see what I did there? e.l.f. actually stands for eyes lips face is your mind blown like mine was when I found that out with elf cosmetics I know I'm going to get high quality premium makeup and skincare products at unbelievable prices seriously unbelievable as you heard me mention before who else in the beauty game is making holy grail products for less than the price of my favorite cold brew seriously whether it's a new formulation or a fun collab there's always something new to check out from elf so many of their products have become cult classics garnering thousands of five-star reviews and a huge online community everything is 100% vegan and cruelty free and you guys know I was already a huge fan of their powder brush and eyelash curler but recently I actually tried out their acne fighting spot gel 
only three dollars may i add and i used it on one of those big like stubborn breakouts that just lingers around a little too long on my forehead it seriously reduced the size and the redness overnight so much i know the salicylic acid camphor and tea tree and the spot gel kills bacteria treats breakouts but there's also healing and calming ingredients like witch hazel aloe and green tea that nourishes and reduces redness to help heal acne breakouts very impressed such an incredible spot treatment if you've been looking for one and elf products make the perfect gift too and at these prices you can put together a full face gift bag a self-care package or an entire skincare routine without breaking the bank so right now as an exclusive offer for you guys my podcast listeners you can get 25 percent off your elf purchase of 40 dollars or more go to elfcosmetics.com hh and use promo code hh to get this exclusive offer this is the best deal out there right now and you won't find it anywhere else that's promo code hh just two lowercase h's at elfcosmetics.com slash hh for 25 percent off your elf purchase and now let's get back into the episode this says advice for your boyfriend being your only friend i don't live near my college friends and now that we live back home it's awkward because all the girls from my high school are friends okay honestly i relate to this girl when you're back home all the people from high school are friends because I feel like that's kind of how it is when I go home I'm like oh my gosh I feel like everyone from high school is friends here and I just like don't really have friends but I also feel like a lot of people just feel that way because everyone has sort of disconnected and like grown up and so when you go back home it's always that kind of weird like you feel like everyone else is still friends but like are they maybe some people or people that have like stayed around home um but I think you just have to be like okay like if I want to be friends with them I need to just be an adult about it and reach out and try to reconnect or if you don't want to, that's okay, but, like, don't feel bad that they're friends, you know what I mean? Um, but your boyfriend being your only friend, like, I get that, because at first I would be like, well, don't you have other friends? But no, now I get that, because it's like I moved somewhere where I only know my boyfriend, so at first it's like Max was literally my only friend, and I feel very lucky that once his team got here, I had this sort of, like, built-in group of friends that are in the same situation as me, so I was so excited for all their wives to get here, like, I feel very lucky for that um and not living near your college friends is so so tough I feel lucky that I stay in contact with them and I'm constantly like texting them and snapchatting them and everything like that but it is so hard oh my gosh and the added layer of the pandemic I mean can we even it's like it's so hard to even meet new friends in your area because you're scared and want to be safe so I think it comes down to like putting yourself out there but also realizing right now maybe it's okay that your boyfriend is your only friend for now and it's like making sure you're keeping up with those long distance friendships because that's what you have right now but once you feel more safe more comfortable I've always heard this my friends have said this and I so agree with this like once you have one friend you're set because if you make one friend in your new town or area they'll introduce you to their friends and then you're good so it's like making that first friend is hard but I think my advice for that is just like getting involved in any way you can obviously in these circumstances it's weird but like literally in college I would stop people and comment and be like oh my gosh your outfit is so cute girl like things like I know it sounds weird but things like that or if you go to the gym or a workout class or the grocery like literally anywhere just like being chatty and you never know like where you can meet a friend so yeah that's my advice on making friends but it's so hard once you are post-grad and an adult making friends it's like you just feel like everyone else has friends but I feel like everyone feels that as an adult and everyone's always like wanting to find new friends I actually remember meeting these two girls um that were subscribers once and it was so fun they're like the biggest fans and they were like this is my best friend I'm like oh my god like how'd you guys meet like we were chatting for a while and they said they met on Bumble BFF and I'm like that is so incredible they were the best of friends and so I haven't been on there but I mean honestly I feel like if 
this wasn't a pandemic and I moved here, I probably would have gone on like Bumble BFF just to meet friends. But now it's like you never know and you never want to like be uncomfortable. Like what do you do if you're trying to meet new friends now? Like when I go meet up with someone at a park and sit six feet away with my mask on, like you know what I mean? It's so tough. So yeah, now is tough, but I think like doing the best you can and adjusting to your current situation, um, looking at the positives of it, like I've started to feel way more independent because when I'm in Boston, I just felt like I was constantly surrounded by friends, which was so nice and I miss that and I love that. But on the flip side, I just feel really independent here and more like in control of my day and my time. And then I have my times where I FaceTime and chat with them and things like that. Okay, there was a lot of breakup advice questions and um I advise you guys to listen to my podcast episode that's called how to move on from heartbreak that was back in September because I give all the advice on there so you definitely need to go listen to that and there was a lot of questions on um long distance relationships and so I advise you to listen to the episode that I have all on long distance especially because it's with my twin sister Lucy who has been extremely long distance in her relationship for three years her boyfriend lives in Ireland um and that episode was in November so yeah if you want long distance advice breakup advice go listen to those because I could talk about those all day long um and that will be really helpful for you This one says advice on losing friends. So much about friends in the DMs, you guys. And I so get it because I feel like a lot of you are my age. Or even in college, it's like you're going through friendship changes a lot, I guess. Just because you're changing so much in college. Friends change. People change. Um your situations like I don't know I feel like friends can come and go in college and then after it's like keeping the ones that you have or are you growing apart from them do you want to grow apart from them or is it something you kind of want to like slowly separate from so yeah friends as a young adult is tricky and sort of like sad in some ways so advice on losing friends I think I think I said this in a recent video but literally if you're losing a friend and it's maybe like you wouldn't want to be losing them and it's sort of like a friendship breakup on their end like take it seriously it's literally like grieving the loss of a relationship like it's literally as if you were losing like a boyfriend or a girlfriend because it's like a close friendship it's a relationship ending you know so I think knowing that it's okay to be sad um and obviously trying to communicate like I don't know your situation but if they're not being friends with you but you want to be their friend, like, obviously, you just want to be friends with someone that wants to be your friend, like, communicating with them, seeing, like, the situation, um, but it is so hard to lose friends, and I think if you are losing friends, make new ones, and put yourself out there, like I said, obviously, easier said than done, and if you are trying to lose certain friends, I honestly think my dad was right, (laughs) I'm thinking back to his advice, because I always thought we needed to have this big intervention, chit-chat, like, you did this, you did that, you make me feel like this. Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, no, that's probably not productive. And more often than not, he would always tell me about friends, you know, like I had this friend, but I didn't like, they started doing this or we only did this type of stuff together that I didn't want to do anymore, stuff like that. And he's like, you know, you can slowly start to sort of like separate yourself from that person, kind of have a falling out. Um, I don't know. I think either way has pros and cons. Maybe that's like rude to slowly start being like short with them um but then maybe you avoid like a big confrontation that doesn't need to happen but maybe you want the confrontation to just let it all out (laughs) I don't know but I think just knowing that it's a normal part of life and so many people go through a bunch of friends because people change but also what I found is people don't change (laughs) at the end of the day so if you're having issues with them you will likely continue to have those issues and they probably won't change that's just me in specific 
my personal um, experience. And I'm happy the people that I've distanced myself from because I didn't like either how I was with them, how they made me feel. Um, Yeah, for like a lot of reasons. So yeah, I think losing friends can be sad, but also good. And like ultimately at the end of the day, looking back, probably usually a positive thing, right? That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, this says advice on weight fluctuations. Let me tell you, you've come to the right girl over here. I have not drank enough of my Truly (laughs) during this episode because I've been chatting so much. Oh, man, you guys. Just... First off, knowing how freaking normal it is for your weight to fluctuate like crazy. I feel like especially as a girl, can we just say over here with your period, like your cycle, I feel like that changes obviously your hormones, um, just so many things being a girl. I feel like it's very normal for your weight to fluctuate. I swear you guys, boys like don't even experience bloating. I'm sure they do and I just don't know the ones that do, but that just makes me think too, like girls me so many of my friends like why do so many girls experience bloating it's crazy like I don't know like digestion type things but I swear Max will literally eat like 10 burritos and like has a six-pack and I'm like dude he'll be like oh I'm so full and I'm like your stomach hasn't moved an inch like what like it's just so unfair so um weight fluctuations totally normal I truly feel like every version of yourself is right where you're supposed to be and maybe you recognize right now maybe right now you're not the healthiest best version of yourself but I still think you're right where you're supposed to be right now in this moment and that doesn't mean you can't work towards being a healthier version of yourself just be loving and accepting of where you are right now and I think that already makes it way easier if you're starting like a health or fitness journey Honestly, I think at the end of the day, can I be really honest? I think if you can't fully love and accept yourself at whatever weight, your biggest weight, like I'm probably at one of my biggest weights right now. I don't care, you know, at this point, like I really don't. And I love myself for all that I am. And I think if I couldn't love myself for how I look, the number on the scale, all that right now, losing five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is, isn't going to change that. That's the craziest thing about weight, you guys, is literally I look back to my smallest moments in life and I was freaking miserable. And it's crazy how your mind tricks yourself into being like, oh, if only those five pounds, 10 pounds, 15, 20 pounds, whatever it is, if only I was this small, then I would be happy. Then I would be more confident. Then whatever it may be. Um, no. <laughs> eh, incorrect. Wrong. Like, it's crazy because that is just not right for so many reasons I think the motivation really matters if it's like hey I am having these health issues whatever it may be I want to lose weight to be healthier to be stronger to be the best version of myself great but if you were like how I was in the past oh my gosh I need to lose 10 pounds so I freaking look leaner and skinnier in my bathing suit and like I'm self-conscious no I would lose weight and I would like feel worse about myself it was crazy so 
bottom line my advice on weight fluctuations is knowing it's so real I feel like I saw one question it was like how do I not feel bad after like my weight is fluctuating in the holidays and you know I ate a lot of Christmas cookies whatever is oh my gosh girl I would hope that you put on some weight during the holidays and eating all those Christmas cookies like please be eating all the Christmas cookies and all those holiday treats because I mean that's a part of the fun of the holidays not saying you need to if you're on you know it's like it goes both ways. If you're on your health and your fitness grind and you're like, I am going to be really balanced, do this in moderation over here, great, good for you. But if you're like me, where you go ham during the holidays, that's fine. If your weight's fluctuating, it's great. And guess what? You can start your healthy fitness grind journey whenever you are after the holidays. I don't know. I just think it really depends from person to person and everything is like, balance moderation that's what it's all about am i making any sense over here that's my advice on weight fluctuations because you guys can tell that i just am such in a better place than i used to be on this it is crazy looking back like i just always feel so bad for my old self i always say that because i used to be so dang caught up in it wow i am just really thinking back i was like a slave to that scale like I literally was chained to my scale I would get on the scale like all day long I was so about weight it literally was like controlling my life and now I do not feel that way at all I ate a bunch of chocolate chip cookies tonight I'm having my truly life is good <laughs> so yeah and also my advice would be like I said earlier just be a little more carefree and oh okay last thing I'll say on that I could talk there was so much on like body image and stuff I'm sure I'll talk more about it but on this specific okay weight fluctuations let me tell you no one notices but you literally just you we are all the most critical of our own selves and your closest friends and family love you so much for exactly who you are not what the number says on the scale and they don't even notice I would be like oh my god I gained five pounds no one can tell literally no one can tell so don't worry about it sweet pea okay next one is advice on how to stay busy and not be on oh, this okay so I copied and pasted some of these specifically like in like how they're written is what I'm trying to say advice on how to stay busy and not be depressed while your significant other is away either on a trip with family or for work so probably if I read this like a year ago I wouldn't really understand but now I feel like I can understand so like I said I have I don't think I've really felt that depressed feeling maybe I've had moments where I have never experienced depression, but I maybe had moments where I felt depressed, obviously, after losing my dad, like in the beginning, just very tough times. Um, but now I could see how you would feel this way, because if you have a significant other, maybe it's a situation similar to like I said earlier, where maybe you feel like your significant other, other is your only friend, um, wherever you're at right now in your situation, while they're away for a trip for with family or work and you're alone like you could feel very lonely isolated and you could feel depressed so now I feel like I could understand because when Max will be away at games or whatever like I said I'm lucky I have his teammates wives now but I mean there'd be times where I'd be lonely obviously Brody helps a lot with that but okay so advice number one is if you don't have a dog get a dog <laughs> no but seriously they're just like the best companion um, but you said advice on how to stay busy so I think you sort of answered it yourself because staying busy you guys seriously helps me so much if I would ever sit here and like sit around and not really do anything or not get ready oh those days I feel the worst where I like don't get ready and don't 
try to be the best version of myself I end up feeling worse when at first I'm like oh I'll just take a day off like give myself grace but I end up feeling worse because I could take a day off give myself grace but I can still be the best version of myself while I'm doing that and I don't know maybe brush my hair a little bit and like drink some water do you know what I mean like doing the little things that um is taking care of yourself but I seriously think my advice for you would be to stay busy and maybe if you are alone for a while or someone is gone I think quarantine really taught us this is if you can stick to a routine or a schedule oh my gosh it is so helpful it was so hard for me to get on a little routine or a schedule it still is very loose over here because I am so all over the place if you guys are into auras I'm so purple I'm so oh wow that is like a whole other podcast but I am so all over the place and spontaneous like I could not be very regimented like if I have the like 7 a.m 8 a.m 9 a.m like planned out I go a little crazy um where was I (laughs) so yes having that schedule seriously will help a lot in routine and will just sort of like put your mind at ease at least that helps me and like for me right now Max isn't here like I said he'll be gone for a couple hours like I'm alone with Brody and I'm recording this podcast and it's so much dang fun so it's like filling your time with things that you love that are like a positive thing um even if you literally write down Like I said, I'm not too good with really regimented schedules, but I'll use my day planner loosely. And if you can put in times for self-care, like if you're like, okay, at 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., I'm watching my favorite show on Netflix, and then I'm going to take like a long hot shower and do this. If you have it all planned out, you'll just feel like you are accomplishing tasks and sticking to what you wanted yourself to be doing. Did that help? (laughs) And um, I think you will just be feeling a lot better and a lot more independent and feeling like your best self when your significant other returns home. I hope that helped. Next up is how to manage finances with a partner if they make less than you or have more debt than you. Okay, this is so interesting to me because this makes me think back to a Q&A I did, I think in September when Max and I first moved here to Pennsylvania. And I'm like, wow, all of these questions are literally about money. You guys are so nosy. No, I, I totally get it because I think money is such a big thing, obviously, in life and in your relationship. And with everyone's relationship, it's different. So I know why people are interested in it and how couples manage their finances together. So what I think is interesting is I don't know why in my head I've always had this idea. Maybe because my parents were both very... Um, like they both contributed I would say very like evenly like it was very 50 50 so maybe since I just always saw that growing up in my head like I was just always like oh if you live with someone if you have a partner like it's just 50 50 like that's just how it is Um, and yeah so that's kind of like the mentality and mindset that I've had with Max like with Brody we just split everything because he's our son in our eyes and our dog and like rent and things like that and then other things obviously we just pay for our own like I pay for my car he pays for his car like things like that like it just seemed very intuitive for me but actually when I talked about this in our Q&A I got this comment that made so much sense to me and they were saying that um I think it was maybe a wife and a husband whatever it was that like one partner makes a lot more than the other one and what works really well for them is sort of I'm gonna like butcher this and say it all wrong but they sort of split things up but based on like percentages it sounded like so like if you maybe made five times more than your partner 
actually, is that how it was? Then you pay five times more rent than them. Or sort of like they contribute what makes sense for them and you contribute what makes sense for you. Maybe that's like an easier way to put it. Um, so the burden is sort of the same. I could see that because if you make way more than your partner but you're splitting rent and for them that's like all their money and for you it's not that much. So maybe it would make sense for you to pitch in more. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting way that they did it. Um, and I never really like thought of it like that. So I think that's one way. Um, I think splitting, but like this question said, if they make less and you have more debt than you. So obviously I think what I just said would be like a really good option because at the end of the day, I just always think like issues in relationships in my mind should sort of like work themselves out or you guys come to a sort of conclusion or um, you can sort of like collaborate easily because at the end of the day you love each other right and you want to make it work and you figure it out so yeah I would say if your partner ha- makes a lot less than you has more debt um, maybe work it out with them I guess but then it gets tricky because maybe they're like uncomfortable with you contributing more um, I don't know. I think that's definitely like case by case basis. There's probably so many ways to do it. Also, the way I think about it too, though, maybe this could help you is like, say you partner made a lot less than you or more debt than you, like this question says, um, and you maybe are like pitching in more for rent. So maybe they can pay off that debt, something like that. Maybe they're uncomfortable with that, but you can reassure them, Hey, Um, we love each other and I want us to be together forever and if we're together forever I'm sure one day this will all even out like if we're together for the rest of our lives I don't think it will be that big of a deal because I just think it's sort of like a give and take and you just think like okay if roles were reversed like how would this person help me I don't know that's kind of just how I think about it I hope that helped I feel like I've been talking about that for a while one last thing about friends this says that she saw my instagram story and i know which ones you're talking about because i was like going off um and this was basically just asking about like toxic friendships are they worth fighting for letting go of friends so my instagram stories the other day that i was like going crazy about my friend cat love her to bits she's a star started her podcast that she's been thinking about for so long i remember you guys wow like so long ago we were in boston chit-chatting on like a back deck and she's like so I have this idea for a show and I remember her telling me and being so passionate about it from the beginning and just to see it come to fruition and sort of I feel like be along for the ride in the process and she would keep me updated on how everything was going and her ideas and her list of guests and just like the branding behind it all sorts of things I was just so excited for her and so dang proud of her when she like really launched the other day and had her trailer I know she recorded her first episode with my best friend Louisa you guys know um she went to BU and anyway basically I was just going off and I was just so excited for her and supportive and it just made me realize it just really made me think back to my conversation with Tori DeSimone um we might have even talked about it on my podcast episode with her maybe we just talked about it off mic but I was it just came up we were saying how so often in life you have people or your friends in your life even that will be so supportive of you especially for an idea well actually back up 
sometimes they're not even supportive of you. And it's like, okay, hello. Like if you were going to be one of my close friends, be freaking excited for me over here. Or if you have like doubts in some like constructive criticism, let me know, I guess. But like be excited and supportive. Like they should be your number one cheerleaders, right? So Tori and I were saying that sometimes you do have friends that are supportive of an idea and then it comes to fruition and you're so excited and you're like, okay, where is the support that I people said that they were going to give me or whatever? And she said, obviously I haven't heard so much with like her building her business or spin studio and I just feel like I've had things in the past you know maybe for me it was my podcast I'm so excited this idea of my podcast people my friends are so excited for me and then it comes out and it's like radio silence and you're like wait where was that support and all the cheerleading I had back then it's like now I'm actually doing it so I just went on a random my stories and I was like basically FYI everyone um big PSA is that being like the biggest supporter and just being so excited for your friends' goals and being excited for their successes does not downplay yours and doesn't diminish yours. Like, I just feel like people can get so competitive, especially in the social media space. And I'm like, what? Like, this is meant to be collaborative. So yeah, I was just going off about that. And I just think all your friends should be, should be so dang supportive. I'm thinking of some of my closest friends right now. You guys, I have this one group chat from college and we are just like, (laughs) all so in love with each other (laughs) no we're just like crazy supportive and it's so wild like we just are never talking bad about anyone in that group chat and we're just like saying positive things about each other and we always know to like go to each other in that group chat for advice I just like the best healthiest friendship vibes so what I'm trying to say is if you don't if you have like these not excited for you supportive friends um and maybe even friendships that you feel like are toxic I think I've realized friendships were toxic from certain patterns I started realizing over time. And like I said, if you guys remember a little while back, in my experience, people don't change. Maybe they grow up, but they don't change. Maybe they go through things that help them grow up and change a little bit, but they don't really change deep down. Um, So in my experience, toxic friendships aren't really worth fighting for. And at the end of the day, you have to be your own advocate and you know, have the self-worth to be like, I deserve better than this and I want to surround myself with people that love me for me and are my biggest cheerleaders and supporters and going to always be there for me, all sorts of things. I feel like I could just go on and on about that. Um, But I think sometimes it is time to let go of friends and I can think of probably only like a number on one hand that I can count of friends that I've let go of, but I know it was the right decision for me because of like, some I can think were just it just wasn't good like I wasn't happy when I was around them maybe they were really negative maybe they were bringing me down maybe they were bad talking bad about other people and I'm like I don't even want to be around this not worth my time see ya you know what I mean anyway enough about friends okay body image how I'm so confident all the time oh you guys when I get this question how I'm so confident all the time I'm like oh, little do you know it is not all the time maybe it's on my social media I try to be really confident um I think half of it especially is maybe I'm having a day where I'm really not feeling confident but I'm taking photos or recording a podcast or filming a video honestly the podcast isn't too bad because I know it's just my voice and I'm like you guys can't even see me cozy in my leggings and sweatshirt and truly over here um but sometimes I'm really not feeling confident and in my mind, literally this sounds so dumb, but like fake it till you make it with the confidence and seriously, it appears. For me, this works. If I am like, oh, I am not feeling it. If I get all ready and make myself take photos or whatever it is, I feel better or vlog or, you know, I do feel better. 
Um, and so if you just like look in the mirror and you're like, I look so good today. Today is my day. I think that will start to happen. You sort of like are manifesting your confidence into your day. Um, but it definitely is not all the time. Please, please realize that because you may be seeing, I know you're seeing everyone's highlight reels and no one is confident all the time. Everyone has their insecurities. I think, just growing up, honestly, and now being almost 24, I've just realized I'd rather go through life being confident in who I am because I'm not going to be anyone else, right? I'm not going to look different tomorrow. I'm not going to lose 20 pounds tomorrow. I'm not going to suddenly be like Kendall Jenner. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you might as well just love the body that you're in and the personality that you have. Oh, I can think of so many times where I've like tried to be less or you know, around certain people, like I feel like I'm too much. And now I'm like, oh, isn't it better when I can just accept me for me? And maybe I have a loud mouth and maybe I'm opinionated and maybe I'm crazy outgoing, but that's okay. Like, that's just me. So, yeah. <laughs> Did that help you guys? <laughs> Everything I'm like backpedaling, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did this, Did this even help? Um, but honestly, I think I have a lot of my confidence to attribute to my parents. I think. Both of my parents were extremely confident growing up. Oh my God, my dad was like the most confident person I knew. He was like the picture of confidence. I think a lot of that was him being like six foot nine. So he was just always really confident in like his height. And he just had this huge, tall stature and presence. And yeah, but I think, yeah, wow. I could be emotional thinking about it. But just being around someone so confident as like my biggest role model growing up taught me to be that way and love myself for all that I am and all my attributes. And then more in specific, I saw questions about food guilt, how I quit my habits of restricting. And again, this makes me really think back and be like, wow, I have come such such a freaking far away I do not restrict in any way at all anymore and I love that for me and that's why certain diets or fads or like being vegan things like that they may work for other people and I think that's great like my twin sister Lucy is so I think pretty much fully vegan and that's great for her because that's what makes her feel best but just for me anything that restricted what I was eating in any way just started to make me feel weird and just really started to mess with me mentally and I would just get all freaked out about it um because it would just sort of like trigger me and bring me back to those times where I was restricting what I was eating so much so it's hard to even talk on it because I just feel so far past it and I like forget my mindset in that moment but honestly what sticks out to me and what reminds me of that time so much you guys is this sounds so weird I know I've talked about this before is watching my friends around me and like how they ate and what they ate I know that sounds so weird and maybe like unhealthy at first um but keyword on like your healthy friends that have like a healthy relationship with food you don't want to be inspired by like other people that are restricting obviously but I just saw how my friends would like fill up their plate with like a literally a balanced plate of food at the dining hall. And I'm like, wait, like they are happy and healthy and normal and living their everyday life and they can freaking eat carbs. Like why wasn't I eating these mashed potatoes and bolognese? Because I was so scared of gaining one pound. Like what is the big deal? And so that helped me so much literally just being around people with healthy relationships with food. I started to be like that. What's that saying? You are the sum of like your five, the five people you spend the most time with. I just started to feel like that. I just got away from 
all that unhealthy relationship with food type of eating um, and being around those people because I quit rowing. And that helped me a lot. And I think I just mentally was so tough coming out of it knowing like I'm okay if I weigh more than this weight limit and I'm going to be okay and keep living and be a happy, normal person if I gain weight and everything's going to be okay. That's what I should be doing. Um, I'm very tall. Uh, This would be good for my overall health if I gain weight. Like just being very practical and telling myself like, yes, maybe I had disordered eating patterns but like mentally I can sort of like help myself out of this and I felt like I didn't need um like external help if that made sense and I think food guilt I really just felt in in the lightweight rowing world because of that scale and so getting rid of the scale helped me so much and helped me not feel that food guilt because I've always loved food growing up and now like I've always loved food and so once I wasn't having to step on the scale all the time and like make weight um it sort of like disconnected the two in my head and I didn't really feel guilty about I mean I'm sure it carried on for a while but just slowly but surely it started to go away and I think this one idea helped me so much thinking of adding food and not subtracting if you're trying to be healthy. So what this means is instead of being like, okay, so I want to be healthy, right? Maybe I'm going to subtract my mashed potatoes from my plate. No, no, no. It's like we're not going to subtract the mashed potatoes from the grilled chicken and veggies. Instead, to be healthy, I'm just going to add more broccoli. Like I always think of it that way. If I want to feel better, I just like add more carrots and add more broccoli and maybe add in a smoothie and a green juice. I just add more like fruits and veggies and whole things like that that I know that make me feel good and um, will just, yeah, get me my greens and fruits that I should be getting every day. And so having that mindset of like, what can I add to be better instead of what can I subtract helped me a lot. This is how to stay motivated with at-home workouts. I think everyone can relate to you, girl, because... We all have been getting used to at-home workouts for the past year, right? And it's definitely harder, I would say, to motivate yourself at home. I mean, we all agree on this, right? To motivate yourself at home, um, unless you are the type of person that really likes working out alone. Maybe you've always loved at-home workouts, so this is like your jam. But I think for me and for a lot of people, other people in a class really motivate them. And maybe it's an instructor that really motivates you. So I think if you can take classes maybe that are led by an instructor, that really helps. Especially if it's like live, so you have to do out of certain time and you're like signing up for this class it's basically like going to it in person so that can help but I think for me the motivation always has to come from within like it's gonna I'm gonna have it and it's gonna come from within me or no one else is really gonna bring it out of me like I don't care what instructor what class you sign me up for I will dog it like I have to be in it for myself and so what helps me this might sound really like deep but I just always think about maybe like friends and family that this maybe sounds like backwards and weird but I think about like people in my life that would love to be able to do this workout and maybe can't for whatever reason maybe they're injured in this moment maybe they have like back pain they this wouldn't allow them to do this um Whatever it may be, I think about, literally think about all the people in the world that would love to be able to do this workout that you are about to do and can't. And they would kill to be able to do this workout and you just get to do it 
because you're you and you are privileged in having your health to be able to participate in this sort of movement. And when you reframe it in your mind that way, I get to do this. Like I get to put my body through this workout, self-care, loving myself, movement. I'm going to feel so dang good after. I get to do it. I don't have to. No one's making me, but I get to. Um, that helps me a lot. Honestly, too, I think when I look back at a time when I tore my ACL and I was going through my surgery, my recovery for so long, and I literally would have killed to be in my normal shape to be able to take on this workout, that helps me so much because I just think back to how far I've come, how hard I've worked to be able to move my body in a like 99% normal way again. Literally the only thing I can't really do is like sit on my heels. My knee just doesn't bend that much. Um, But other than that, I am like totally good and completely back to normal activity. So if I can bring myself back to that and like bring yourself back to the reason you first decided that you wanted to start working out and what's important to you. For me, I know it's how good I feel after and just something that I can like get all my energy out. Honestly, I have trouble like sleeping if I don't work out during the day because I just need, I'm so high energy. I need something to get my energy out. It's more than anything. It's such like a mental release. I feel so like I have a clear head after. It's so me time. It's like, you know, self-care. You have the endorphins after. You're having like the best day after your workout. So yeah, I hope all those things motivated you and it says I was wondering if you could talk about being confident in yourself in a relationship I've been dating my boyfriend for a long time he treats me so well makes me so happy but it's something with myself that I always feel a little nervous or anxious about the what ifs what if he breaks up with me what if he stops loving me especially after being together for so long I feel like this is something you could talk about with being with Max for a while and just know how and, and just how you stay confident in yourself in your relationship I know I have to love myself first and I feel like I'm there, but I'd like to hear just how to be more confident in my relationship. Okay, girl, I can relate to this so much. This sounds very similar to me because I think you have that first, like you're going into the relationship, you're like, this is the right time. This is perfect because I'm loving myself for who I am, confident on my own, independent. Life is great. You know, this is such a healthy relationship. We treat each other so well. We respect each other. We love each other. We make each other so happy. Um, but I do, I mean, everyone has those what ifs and those thoughts and like the anxious, you know, nervous, like what ifs, like what if we break up? What if they, you know, lose feelings, things like that. And so I think sometimes they may just be like intrusive thoughts and you have to sort of have that discipline to be like, okay, I'm not letting my thoughts go there. I can think of times I lay up in bed like all night and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what if we break up? But it's like, no, no, girl. Like, you know your relationship, you know you're okay. Um, don't let crazy thoughts take you away from reality. Um, I feel like if I ever bring up anything crazy to Max, I'll be like, I had this dream that we broke up. Like, what if it broke up? And he's like, okay, that's just not the situation. You know, like, we love each other. We're good. Everything's good. So I think also after, like you said, being together for so long, you start to worry. But I think you just have to know deep down your relationship and be so communicative on your thoughts and feelings for one another, like keeping the spark alive, all the little things. I just think all the little things you do for each other and the respect you have for one another in the relationship is really what keeps it together, like caring about one another so much. And I totally agree with the loving myself first in the relationship. I feel like I'm there. 
I know I'm there, but I think you also always have to be working on it because you can get really like complacent or maybe comfortable in a relationship and start to lose that love for yourself or lose yourself in the relationship. Um, I've so seen, heard, experienced people losing themselves in the relationship. I definitely did in my relationship like a long time ago, my first one. I felt like I lost myself in it and I was just coming out of it because I was like, okay, like who even am I? What do I value? What is my personality like? Like what do I stand for? I just lost myself in this relationship giving all this love to this person that like didn't really (laughs) accept it or want that and it just wasn't right. They didn't deserve all my love. And so I think being more confident in your relationship, um, you just have to know deep down what you guys have and trust your relationship. But also I think communication is so big. Like I have just stressed the importance of communication and being open in our relationship with Max from the very, very beginning. And I'm so happy that it's always been so like that. Even we always push each other to like talk through things, even if we don't want to or either of us are frustrated in the moment. It's happened both times where he'll be like, okay, I know you're upset and you just like stormed into the bedroom, but can we just have a conversation? Like, why are you angry in this moment? And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I didn't really think about it. Okay. And then you talk it out and it's better and it doesn't have to be like a big dramatic thing. So that's just kind of like how we handle fights. I'm going all over the place, but yeah, (laughs) I hope that helps and don't let the like intrusive thoughts and the what ifs stray you from what you know is true and right in front of you. Okay. This says being present instead of living in the past. And let me tell you, I have come such a long way in this because, like I kind of said about, oh, you guys should just go, it's literally my second episode ever, if you never listened to it, about body image and healing my unhealthy relationship with food because that was like a whole thing, a whole chapter in my life. Like who hasn't dealt with something like that, right? But I felt because of that and this like idolized version of myself that was overtrained and in my mind oh my god but she was so thin and lean and athletic no she was overtrained and miserable and had all these like mental issues with food and all that but I idolized it because I would look back and be like well why can't I just look like that still or be like that not good so because of that I think it really was I know it was making me live in the past and it literally took my best friend Louisa telling me I think I've talked about I know I've talked about this before this was summer going into my senior year of college which is crazy you guys because this helped me so much work on myself and love myself and like let go and move on and going into my senior year I finally was like wow I'm like loving life I love my friends I love being single I'm so confident I am so present I don't want a boyfriend I'm finally good on my own like I'm good and of course that's when I met Max and so Louisa, wow, if we think about it, I'm giving her so much credit because she helped me so much this summer. And she sat me down one day and she was like, Gretchen, enough. You're living in the past. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're living in the past. You talk about rowing or this and that all day long, ex-boyfriend, whatever it may be. You talk about it all day long. You were living in the past. I know you are. You're not living in the present. You're not moving on. You're like missing out what's right in front of your opportunity. Like all this because you're living in the past. And I was, I was so living in, I was so caught up in the past and like little did I know talking about it and like living in it and sort of like only focusing on that wasn't going to bring it to the present. It was just making me like sad and anxious and literally miss out on the present and the present opportunities. And I'm like, you are so right, girl. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, no more talk of this old 
nonsense and it helped me move on in being the best version of myself. So I think just recognizing that that's exactly what you're doing, living in the past will help you move forward. All right, last question we have time for you guys. I feel bad because I actually wrote down way more like advice questions and stuff that you guys had for me um but i've been very chatty shocker so this is the last question we're going to do has owning brody changed your relationship with max how can you know if it is the right time to get a pet with someone i think this is such a good question because obviously getting a pet together in a relationship is such a big step and also a huge responsibility and so to answer your question has owning brody changed my relationship with max i think definitely honestly in the beginning it just felt like I mean he was an eight-week-old puppy and so it's like we had to constantly watch him all day long had to go outside like every 10 minutes and we were just so tired and drained but it was obviously so much fun like soaking up the puppy phase was amazing and it honestly was such a blessing that it was during this pandemic that we were home all the time like spending so much time at home and just it was like the perfect opportunity to you know always be home with this puppy to train him and everything like that so in the beginning it was definitely an adjustment like wow okay it's not just the two of us anymore we have this little being to take care of maybe we had less time for I don't know things that just the two of us would do um because we were with Brody and obviously I just feel like my lifestyle changed but I've always said I was so ready for that like I wasn't gonna go out all day for the whole day like go shopping and then see friends and then maybe I would get food and like a social cycle class like no like you have a dog so it's like you sort of have to plan things out and like pick and choose like I can never just go have a day and disappear for like 12 hours because I have a dog um but I was just yeah like I said I was so ready for that change and that's the only way I can really think how it changed it was just sort of an adjustment in the beginning but obviously insanely like way more positives than negatives there's barely any negatives maybe having less free time but honestly now like he's so chill he's calmed down so much because he's like an older puppy and I can hear him like shaking right now he's like literally sleeping on a bed oh his tail's like hi buddy do you guys hear his little paws on the ground did you hear me talking about you (laughs) he's squeaking his toy oh my god he literally is an angel like he is an angel sent from heaven itself like to me and max because he's just the best thing that happened to us so how it's changed our relationship i think in like the best way is he it's something that we love so much but like equally so much and it just makes me think about how like before him like there's certain things that each of you like or interests that you have in a relationship but I think until you have like a dog or children or something like that there's not something that you both care about and love so much like your heart could ache but like sharing that experience together is so fun so it's just so fun like what we do in our free time like our quality bonding time together is like obsessing over Brody because it's just so fun like loving this little being and just being obsessed with him together like having this common interest if you will so oh he's just the best but how can you know if it's the right time to get a pet with someone obviously just having all the conversations like we literally talked about getting a dog together for a year and we knew for the longest time that we weren't ready like when we were long distance was not going to be the time when we were going to have a dog because we knew that we wanted to be together we knew especially in the beginning when you're potty training um obviously the dog is like adjusting to being with you and it's just a little baby and you're 
teaching it, everything, like, we wanted to be together for that, um, to be, you know, with him during his puppy phase, but also knew that there was going to be, like, difficulties associated with it, potty training, all the things, um, oh my gosh, the little, like, nipping and teething and biting, like, I almost forget about that now, because it was so long ago, but I'm so happy that we didn't rush into it any sooner, and I wasn't just like, okay, we're getting one right now, even though we're long distance, because that would have been a lot harder, and I think just having the talk, like the, the mature talks that you need to have, like, okay, um, who is going to be paying for this pet? Like I was talking about earlier, you know, maybe you make way more than your partner. So maybe it makes sense for you to contribute more. Or maybe you're like, okay, we're going to go have these, whatever it may be. So it's like you have to sort of talk about all the aspects that come with having a pet. If you work, if you both work, it's like, okay, are we going to do daycare? Like you just have to talk about all the aspects um, maybe like your parenting. <laughs> I feel like obviously dog is like way less than children and that, whole, you know, like there's way more associated with that, like your whole ideologies. Am I saying that right? On parenting, I mean, with dog, you just love it and take care of it. You feed it, you cuddle it, <laughs> you walk it, you're good, you know, drain it. No, it's it's not that simple. I mean, obviously there's a lot that goes into owning a pet, but yeah, that's sort of my advice on how you can know if it's the right time to get a pet with someone and you just have to know that your relationship is so solid and you love each other so much that you're willing to take on this extra responsibility because you may fight over things that you haven't fought over in the past I had a friend that told me oh just wait till you get a dog together if you've never fought before like now you'll fight and I feel like we never really fight over him because we just love him so much we never fight over who's taking care of him if anything we like are fighting like no I want to take him out I want to take him on a walk because we're just obsessed with him and it's like we just share that together yeah I don't think we've really ever fought because of him it's not ever like oh my gosh can you go take him on a walk like I don't want to or whatever like we do all the things together or like if Max takes him to daycare I'm like oh dang it I want to go I love seeing how excited he gets like we're just obsessed is obviously the bottom line and why it's not something that's like difficult in our relationship it's just something that's fun so yeah wow I just talked about that for so long um but I hope that was helpful and I'm realizing this podcast episode is getting so long you guys I really hope you enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in my next one bye look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.